0: afternoon everybody okay we are on to chapter 45 where there's only a few more chapters left here coming to the very very end okay chapter 45 down in the kitchen the sergeant placed me carefully in the wheelchair i use when i'm in the cottage i looked at the mud and chalk stains all over his uniform and wondered what on earth had happened to him on his way to the lighthouse he got me a glass of water and put a blanket around me for the shock he said Mags was lying on the window seat, unconscious, unconscious under another blanket. Is she all right, my sister? She'll be just fine. Pulse like a lion's. She'll come round any minute, I'm sure. Then Pinstripe came into the kitchen with Mrs. Barron, her wrists handcuffed together. Found her out on the cliff, he said, flashing her little torch at the sea. I wasn't! she shouted. I was trying to get away from these girls. They're insane. They had turned the lighthouse lamp on when the there were planes about. German planes, she panted. They must be mad. I was trying to stop them, but they attacked me. I'm the A.R.P. warden, you know. I'm a magistrate. Pinstripe marshaled her into a chair. He cleared his throat, his familiar little fox cough. I'm afraid it's no use, Mrs. Barron, I heard you, he said. I heard everything you said through this. And he held up the speaking tube, just as well as Petra had the presence of mind to alert us by sounding the whistle. Pinstripe whispered something to the muddy sergeant who immediately disappeared through the kitchen door. Then he turned back to Mrs. Brown, shivering with rage in her chair. I heard you say that you have a contact in Germany, that you were responsible for passing on information to the enemy, that you blackmailed Petra's father into colluding with an act of treachery, and and that you have, tonight, been attempting to help stage an enemy landing. You are, in short, a traitor. And we've also been able to connect you directly to the acts of sabotage carried out by your son earlier in the summer. The sabotage? But how could you possibly... We have his confession, Mrs. Barron. Everything stopped then. Mrs. Barron sat perfectly still and stared at the inspector, the bones of her shoulders rising and falling with each breath. His, wh- what do you mean? Michael's dead. And then the kitchen door opened and we all turned towards it. It was a ghost, the ghost of Michael Barron. His hair was long and greasy. He was as thin as a garden rake. His clothes were dirty and there was a terrible stench as he limped into the kitchen. The sergeant followed behind him one hand on the boy's filthy shoulder. I saw then that Michael's wrists were handcuffed in front of him. Mrs. Barron had not moved. Her red rimmed eyes were staring at her son. Michael, she breathed, attempting to get up. The pinstripe pushed her gently back into her chair Michael, you're supposed to be down at Dragon Bay with a lantern. What are you doing here? Dragon Bay, I said incredulous. He's supposed to be dead, isn't he? I'm sorry, mother, Michael whispered and his once handsome chin, quivered pathetically. They found me. I've told them everything. You've. Yes. And then there was another voice. It's because of me, said Mags from the window seat. She sat up, holding her head wide awake. It's all my fault. Hmm. Okay, chapter 46. I think perhaps you ought to give us a full explanation, Miss Smith. My sister looked at Pinstripe. Yes, but she didn't address what followed to the detective. She looked at me instead. I joined the search for Michael after the bomb, just as I said I would, right after the ambulance took you away, pet. I was the first person to find him. He was up on the clifftop in the middle of the gorse bushes. He must have been thrown backwards by the blast. His leg was broken. Michael begged me not to call for help. He said if I called the police, he would be arrested for sabotage. He told me that it was you who had cut the telephone line, pet. Me? My sister was embarrassed then. Worse than embarrassed. Ashamed. Yes. And that he tried to stop you. And you believed him? No, maybe for a while. Pinstripe looked at her unblinkingly. So did Mrs. Barron. And so did I. Yes, I believed him. She couldn't look at Michael. It was easier to believe that my innocent little sister had been been manipulated by someone, got herself tangled up in something stupid, than to believe that... I finished the sentence for her. Than to believe that your boyfriend was a Nazi. Her eyes filled up with tears. Yes. So you hid him, and I knew where. I had seen the mud and the chalk on the policeman's uniform. In Dragon Bay Cave, Mags looked at me almost gratefully. Yes. And you've been taking him food from the lighthouse, I continued, the riddle of my poor dwindled sister suddenly making sense. You've been sharing your rations with him. That's why you've got so thin, Mags. A tear ran down the side of my sister's face. I wanted so much to believe that he was innocent. He was very ill. I went to see him every day to look after him. But then, as he got stronger, he started telling me things. Things that he thought about the world, about the war. He had persuaded to take me out in the boat several times before the bomb. He had asked me about the sandbank and the lighthouse, about the tides. I thought he was just showing an interest in boats because he liked me, but... Mrs. Barrett interrupted her then. But he was just using you for information. You were useful she sneered. Michael and I planned exactly how to get what we needed from you. You were so easy to manipulate, just like your pathetic father. If my legs had worked, I would had flown across the room and clawed her nasty red eyes out. As the weeks went by, it got harder and harder for me to believe that Michael had told me the truth, Mags went on. She wiped both her eyes with the back of her hand. Today, I asked Petra if what she had said about Michael was true, and she said, I said I couldn't remember. Mag smiled through her tears then. Yes, but I'm your big sister, Pat, and I can always tell when you're lying, remember? I knew you were trying to protect me from the truth. I went straight to Michael in the cave and confronted him. He told me everything, and he begged me to help him tonight. Just one last thing he said. I needed to help him get down to Dragon Bay and then come back and light the lamp at exactly 11 o'clock, but this time you refused. "'I went straight to the police station "'and told them everything. "'I told them where to find Michael "'and that they were planning something "'that involved the lighthouse. "'And then when I got home, she was here.' "'She pointed at Mrs. Barron. "'She told me what she wanted me to do, and I refused. "'Then there was a struggle. "'I remember the little bottle in her hand and... "'Should have finished you off,' Mrs. Barron screeched. "'You nasty little... "'Then Michael spoke. "'He had been silent all this time, "'listening to Mags tell her story.' I do love you, Magda, he said. I didn't to begin with, you were just part of the plan, but I do love you now, I swear. His mother's face grimaced, sickened. Michael shuffled towards my sister and opened his green eyes wide. I remembered the way they used to sparkle, but it wasn't like this, crazed, feverish, starting the fires, cutting the telephone lines, telling you a few white lies along the way, even the fact that I had to threaten your sister that night, They were all necessary, just means to an end. Sometimes you have to be ruthless. Mag suddenly locked her eyes upon him and I saw that they were as cold as pebbles. You threatened my sister, she whispered. Yes, and I'm sorry I had to do that, but anyone can see that sacrifices have to be made if people like you and me are to have the future we deserve. Anyone can see that welcoming the invasion is the quickest route to peace. The only right side in this war is the winning side. He was moving even closer to her now. And I want you to be on that side with me, Mags. It's not too late. Our police will have no power at all when Hitler's army arrives. They're on their way right now. I will look after you. I promise. He reached out a filthy handcuffed paw and took my sister's hand. He was looking steadily at her as he lifted her fingers towards his lips and kissed them. I studied her face. I waited. I knew what was coming because I knew my sister and I knew that look. I don't really need looking after, thank you, Michael. And even if I did, I don't think you'd be in the position to do so, she said, pulling her hand away very gently, then wiping it on her coat in disgust. After all, it's the death penalty for traitors. Ooh, Magda, way to go, girl. Okay, so um, I will continue tomorrow until this book is finished. Should be done, um, within the next couple of days. I know I've been saying that for a while, but anyway, I hope you're still listening and that you've had a good Friday so far. Bye-bye.